Welcome to Words and Pictures, the show about the narrative arts. I'm your host, S.W. Conser, and today we'll be talking about some special film screenings coming up in Portland. We'll be joined later in the show by film archivist Greg Hamilton. But first, let's welcome the co-directors of the Cascade Festival of African Films. Eugenie Jolivet-Fontana is active in the arts and in equity leadership. She's a speaker and facilitator, a co-creator of We Are Here!, a collective for people of the global majority and LGBTQIA folks, and the founder of Gather and Garner, a safe space for liberation and resiliency building. Aviva McClure has been an educator for over 20 years and works in professional development for teachers and principals. She's an artist and activist with a focus on global justice, and she designs programs for youth, both locally and internationally, in places such as Cuba and Tanzania. Eugenie and Aviva, welcome to Words and Pictures. Hi, thank you for having us. So uh, Aviva and Eugenie, this will be the 34th annual Cascade Festival of African Films here in Portland, mainly at uh, Portland Community College. The festival has gone through a lot of changes over the years, not least during the recent COVID pandemic. Yeah, yeah, 34 years and... Lots of changes have happened in the last almost, what, four years? And it's exciting to be back in person and be back involved with community. So we're really excited about that, even post-pandemic now. Well, one thing that stayed the same is the events are all free and open to the public. Yeah, the events are always free. They will continue to be free so that community has access to the festival during the month of February during Black History Month, so I think it's very important. And the festival's developed a lot of community support to make sure that there's that there's no cost to attend, but also that there are big efforts like bringing in filmmakers from around the world and introducing them to local audiences. Yeah, Aviva can speak a little bit more to that from their experience with uh, the festival. This year, we're really excited to bring in Monkosi Dao, who is a filmmaker who is from Botswana, but currently residing in Syracuse and teaching at Syracuse University in film studies. Um, so we're, we're delighted to bring another new director to town and introducing them to KBU is a big part of their visit. Nice. Well, you know, a large part of the African Film Festival's mission has been introducing audiences to Africa through African lenses, which can be very different from, you know, what we've come to expect from a century of Hollywood movie making. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I think that's really an important part of the festival's mission is to bring Africa through African lenses because the mostly Western lens of Africa definitely tells a different type of story compared to the narrative and the stories. And I would say even more fundamentally realistic picture of what the continent of Africa is rather than just one particular 
area of maybe Western thinking of what Africa is. We have definitely have films from like in this year's festival, Kenya, um, Cameroon, Zambia, Sierra Leone, um, even from the diaspora area of like France and Belgium, folks who are living in different areas in Europe. And you mentioned uh, visiting director Magosi Anita Tao. The short that Magosi has directed is called For Them That Pray. Uh, it'll be playing on February 17th at 2 p.m. So there's going to be um, a director talk then and uh, any other events that uh, will happen with in-person filmmakers. Yes, Mamkosi is also going to be speaking at our screening of Mambar Peret, which is in partnership with Portland Art Museum's Africa Fashion Exhibit. That will be happening at Tomorrow Theater. And Mankosi is going to be the visiting director to speak on the film um, about what it means to be an African woman, um, which connects to the themes of the film uh, with regard to the importance of fashion and seamstresses and the making of clothing through an African lens. So this is... um a bit of a uh, partnership with the Portland Art Museum. Yeah, we're really excited to be in partnership with them, um, as well as we have a couple of other community spaces that we'll be showing special screenings at and efforts to broaden our range to the community so we can create more access. And one of those spaces will be the PCC's or Portland Community College Sylvania Performing Arts Center. Uh, we'll be screening there as well as with the Tomorrow Theater, as Aviva mentioned, and we're in partnership with the Multnomah County Library to screen a virtual segment of our festival that we've curated with them. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that because you mentioned that we've come out of the pandemic, but you know, not entirely. There's been a big wave going on and some people might not like to be in public spaces right now. So for those folks who would like to watch the virtual programs, you you have a good range. And as you said, they're available through Canopy at uh, the Multnomah County Library. Yeah, um, and Aviva and I can both speak to some of those pieces, but I feel that for the festival that partnering with the Multnomah County Library is very essential to connecting with community because we have, I feel like, at least in this region of the Pacific Northwest, we have a really great library system. And I don't think a lot of people know that that's available for them to use. Um, and there's lots of great resources. And so as part of keeping our festival free and connection with the library, that's a part of providing that service to the community so that they can be exposed again to seeing films from other areas that they've not been exposed to or provide an interest to reading about these areas um, through the library. So there's just more than just seeing a film through Canopy, but that connection of using resources and educating themselves on topics or places or even other storytellers, writers, poetry, artists who are coming out of the continent of Africa. Yes, Eugenie, I think the only thing I would add is just that for me, um, I've been involved with the Cascade Festival of African Films um, since its 30th year, about four years ago. And um, 
during that time, we were kind of at the forefront of a lot of film festivals that were bringing our festival to a virtual format. So I think that partnering with local organizations to bring a virtual hybrid festival to our community for free, we're doing it in ways that are creating a model for how other film festivals around the world can operate because we're not any longer bound to using a virtual platform that is like a pay for site and behind paywalls. We're really interested in how do we partner with organizations like our library system to screen films that might be from our past history with the festival, but also just like the Africa classics um, in order to kind of get caught up with Africa cinema and her history. Well, let's talk about some more of the highlights that are coming up at the Cascade Festival of African Films. So the opening night of the festival, that's February 2nd at the Hollywood Theater, and the film is Goodbye, Julia. And there will also be a, um, a keynote address by PCC President Dr. Adrian L. Bennings and more. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, this opening night. Yeah, it should be really exciting. Um, just having, first of all, the president who I believe is in this is like almost her second year with the campus, um, with the entire community college, which is exciting because we get to connect all of the campuses together with through Cascadia campus um, or the Cascade, sorry, <laughs> campus. So and then also uh, having a fashion show highlighting some of the fashion and connection again with Portland Art Museum and other things that have been happening within the community and highlighting African fashion as again, another art form of, of art. Yeah, we'll have live music, which will be also another way of festive. I think, yeah, everything that's gonna be happening that night is also again, indicative of celebration of how many cultures in Africa with the things that are happening, I don't want to misstep, but with all of the things that are constantly happening, war, um, political issues, and things like that, with that happening, that celebration always comes through. There's always time to celebrate and be in community and connection with one another through music, through film, through art, I think. So I think our opening night festival is going to be sort of a mirror for that. Thank you, Eugenie. And anybody who's coming to opening night is welcome to wear any fashion, any flair that you have from home to incorporate into like our celebration. We also have, as mentioned before, in terms of our festival highlights, uh, we have a screening in Southwest Portland at the Cascade campus on February 9th. We have Tomorrow Theater happening in Southwest Portland on February 11th. We also have a centerpiece performance and film happening February 16th at Hollywood Theater. And then our closing night celebration on March 2nd will also be featuring DJ Solo, some food, and just pure celebration of the the month of Black History Month, as well as celebration of Women Filmmakers Week, which is also the last week of our festival. 
Yeah. Women Filmmakers Week is always a highlight. But I, I did want to mention also that in the vein that not everything is is serious, one of the highlights every year is the Family Fest, where you might see short films, animated films, storytelling, and lots of in-person activities. That's right. This year's Family Fest, we're going to be featuring the film Hawa, which is a brilliant film that's really geared toward um, young people about probably fourth grade and up and their families, but everyone is welcome. Um, this film is uh, just no spoilers, kind of put briefly. Um, this film is about a child middle school age who is looking to find family. And her her vision of that family includes Michelle Obama. So she's on a mission to meet Michelle Obama. Um, and as you can imagine, there's a lot of implications for um, African diaspora community, as well as folks, just everybody living in the U.S. who kind of has this um, aspiration to meet somebody that they really admire. Um, so that Family Fest uh, will be taking place at PCC Cascade. We'll be in partnership with uh, North Portland Library as well as local schools um, on February 24th at 2 p.m. with uh, many, many activities happening by students for students in our city. So if there are schools and groups that are interested in reserving seating, we would love to have you. You're listening to Words and Pictures. I'm your host, S.W. Conser. And today we're talking about the Cascade Festival of African Films. My guests are festival co-directors Eugenie Jolivet-Fontana and Aviva McClure. The festival is taking place throughout the month of February, February 2nd through March 2nd. Let me circle back to the Women Filmmakers Week. That's um, mostly on February 29th through March 2nd. And that's going to feature films by an emerging force of women filmmakers within African cinema. What are what are some highlights? Uh, that's right towards the end of the festival, so people who have uh, missed the early parts can can catch up then. Yes, I'm. Um, I would love to speak about some of the emergence of women filmmakers in our festival. When the festival began 34 years ago, it was important to have Women Filmmakers Week because there were not very many African women filmmakers. This year, we have had the opportunity to have women filmmakers throughout the festival, and we still hold that last week of the festival for women filmmakers. So the beauty is that we have so many African women filmmakers more than we can fill a week with. Um, so that's a big celebration. And I'm curious to hear what you have to say, Eugenie. One of my uh, big celebrations for Women Filmmakers Week is on March 1st. We're going to be screening the film Mother of All Lies. And this film for me, as a, as a visual artist um, and someone that really appreciates the artistic side of filmmaking, this film was nominated for many film awards, um, and it is through the lens of creating a diorama and puppetry. 
to retell the story of the bread riots that had happened in Northern Africa. And the way that the filmmaker tells this story is so endearing to her family history and also the history of the place in a way that every film festival that has screened this film didn't know whether they should put it into the art category, the documentary film category, or the feature film category. So I think that women filmmakers are breaking a lot of barriers right now with genre. And I I think that that's the thing that for me is so exciting about seeing work from women filmmakers. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm excited to see Mother of All Eyes on the screen. And I feel like there's other films too within the festival that are really highlighting women, whether it's women in the filmmakers or women um, being the lead, because often, and at least in the Hollywood experience, um, when women are in lead, there always needs to be a man involved, which is their second in lead. And then these films that I've seen, it's really the women that are moving the story along and carrying these films. And I think that's that says a lot um, on so many fronts and challenging the way we we make films or women filmmakers make films in the industry as a whole. So I'm really excited about the choices and the curation that our film committee has done with us as a collective to bring these films to audiences and show just a different perspective of storytelling and how women can carry stories without men or masculine genders um, being in the forefront of a film. Do you get the sense that uh, some of the technology changes of the past several years has really helped decentralize film production and distribution, like um, made things a bit more democratized? Yeah, I think, again, accessibility, um, being able to use different types of formats with film to use to make your film. So it doesn't have to be in the traditional technical way. You can really push the limits of technology. Thank God for technology today um, to be able to use your phone or to use um, certain equipment to have to rent certain equipment. This festival also has been eye-opening to see what type of access folks have in other spaces that I've normally seen being in the art space, that's a privilege to be able to go get a red camera or a Sony digital camera, these things, and how that's not the case for folks in other spaces that do not have that type of access. So they use a lot of creative ways to use the different technologies to create a a great story with film. Um, and And I use quote unquote film because we no longer use cellulose, right, anymore, like the technical form. It's it's changed its medium a little bit, but it, that's the beauty of of art is that we can be adaptive or create new ways of showing and an expression is what I need to what I mean to say. Yeah, so I think that's why this festival is so important to be able to inspire folks to venture off into areas maybe they didn't expect to go to and really learn and absorb what they can from the experience into their artwork and to the work that they want to produce. Yeah. Absolutely. I, just to add on to what 
Eugenie is saying, I think um, it's important to recognize that outside of Nollywood in Nigeria, we are starting to see black owned film distributor companies coming up all across the continent, which is very new. Um, a lot of film industry has, even though there are black directors and African directors and actors, there's been still a lot of white ownership of those distribution companies. So it's really good to see um, a lot of emergence from African distributors, as well as our festival has supported up and coming directors in obtaining the materials that they've needed to obtain on the continent. So in addition to just being a free resource to Portland, I think we're also seen as a network among African filmmakers outside of the U.S. who are looking to us to help be a bridge for the gap that exists in the filmmaking industry. Wow. Well, that seems like a, a good place to leave things, actually. You're listening to Words and Pictures. I'm your host, S.W. Conser, and today we're talking about the Cascade Festival of African Films. My guests are festival co-directors Aviva McClure and Eugenie Jolivet-Fontana. And again, the festival is taking place throughout the month of February, February 2nd through March 2nd. Aviva and Eugenie, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. And I also want to just throw in there that if anyone is interested in continuing helping our mission, that they're welcome to donate anytime during the festival and after the festival or anytime during the year. Yeah, you're going to have a marketplace also for people who are connected with the festival and lots of things to look through and shop for. Yes, yes, we have the marketplace, which our fashion show will be kicking off this year. And we also just want to give a big thank you and shout out to KBU Radio, our oldest um, community-based radio station in Oregon, for sure, and one of the oldest in the U.S. So the fact that KBU and the African Film Festival at Cascade have been around for so many years relies so much on community engagement. So please access these free resources to keep these partnerships going. It's so important. Well, thanks so much. And for those listeners who are interested in finding out more about the festival, give us some information about how they can find the calendar, find the highlights, find all the other information you've been mentioning. Yeah, folks are welcome to visit AfricanFilmFestival.org. Um, we have all of the information there, including our festival mission. Um, that's throughout the year. And we also have the festival program. And we have other information of ways to get involved, uh, volunteering, donating, and just being a part of the festival. Well, thanks again to both of you. And I'll look forward to seeing you coming up in February at the Cascade Festival of African Films. Thank you. Thanks so much. And once again, you can find out more about the Cascade Festival of African Films at AfricanFilmFestival.org. And now we're joined once again by documentarian and film archivist Greg Hamilton. Greg is here to tell us about an event he's put together. It's a screening that will happen this very evening here in Portland. 
Uh, Greg, tell us about the Nyback show. Yeah, so I'd like to invite everybody to come out to the Hollywood Theater tonight at 7.30. We're going to be screening of the Nyback show. It's a brand new series that we're getting started that is uh, based, it's based out of all of the amazing films collected by the local legendary film archivist Dennis Nyback. And uh, over the past year, I've been working with a team of archivists to go through his entire collection, catalog everything in there. There's things, there's music, there's cartoons, there's documentaries, there's newsreels, there's so many different things. And from this past year of cataloging, we've put together this program that we're going to start off with that's going to give a, a cross-section of his amazing collection. And I hope that it, I, it's going to be really entertaining. It's going to be a fun show. Well, yes, full disclosure, um, I've been friendly with Dennis Nybeck for many years until his untimely death uh, a little over a year ago. And uh, this was even before the time when he owned the historic Clinton Street Theater. So, yeah, I've been pitching in as well to help keep his film collection safely out of the elements. And uh, there's been just an amazing group of archivists and uh, film fans who have been doing the same. Yep, Conch, you were uh, central to all of that, uh, getting everything together and helping uh, organize and point people in the right direction. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's been a collaborative effort, and I just can't, uh, I can't emphasize how excited we are about all of the material, all of the great films that we're going to be showing over at the Hollywood. It's, uh, it's going to be special too because we're going to be doing it much in the way that Dennis was showing his films when he was, uh, when he was around. We're going to have a, a pair of 16 millimeter projectors set up in the theater, and we're going to be rolling back and forth films in kind of a call and response. And uh, it's just going to be it's going to be very fun, a very rare experience too to get a, to be able to be in the same room with the projectors, hear them work, as well as uh, catch the commentary of the projectionists too. So, yeah, it's going to be great. And we should uh, mention that a lot of these films, they're not available on YouTube. They're not available on DVD or even VHS. Some of these films in this collection are the only known print of maybe a silent film that's over a century old. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, in the in the process of going through things, we've seen films that we're, we're quite sure, uh, well, we know they don't exist out on the Internet. And, um, you know, it may be that they are one of the only prints in existence. So, you know, as we continue to kind of peel back the layers of Dennis's collection, we're going to understand more and hopefully have more shows like this to share all of the uh, the amazing things that he had in his collection and that he uh, he shared over the last 40 years of while he was collecting films. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be great. And uh, I, I look forward to people's reactions. Now, any hints about what may be uh, screened tonight? <laughs> well, uh, there's going to be, uh, I, I know there's going to be a couple of cartoons. There's going to be some stop motion animation. There's going to be a documentary. There's going to be some music because Dennis was all about music. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, I guarantee it will be entertaining. And uh, you're hoping that this will not be the last time that there will be a Nyback show at uh, a local theater here in Portland. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're definitely confident that uh, we'll be able to, to to show this either at the Hollywood or over at the Clinton. But just to continue to keep um, his collection in the public eye, so that, uh, that that people can appreciate it for what it is. Now, how many? I mean, we're talking stacks and stacks of films that are actually available. Like, 
what's a rough estimate of how many films are in this particular collection? Well, of the of the films that we were able to retrieve from uh, from the various places that that Dennis kept them, right now the uh, the collection stands at between three and four thousand films. Uh, it may be more. There may be more that are yet to be discovered. But right now, that's where the number stands. And that's you know that's features, that's shorts, that's just a, a complete collection. There's home movies in there. It's um it's really an amazingly curated archive. So let's see, this will be the, the Nyback show, and it's screening 7.30 p.m. this evening, Thursday, January 25th, at the Hollywood Theater. That's uh, Hollywood Theater with an R-E dot org. Yes, it is indeed, and uh, we look forward to seeing you all out there tonight. Well, Greg Hamilton, good as always to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Gotch. And you've been listening to Words and Pictures. I'm your host, S.W. Conser. And we've been talking today with film archivist Greg Hamilton, as well as Cascade Festival of African Films co-directors Aviva McClure and Eugenie Jolivet-Fontana. Thanks to all our listeners on the radio dial and on the web. You can find an archived version of this show later today at kboo.fm slash words and pictures. And be sure to follow us on social media at words and picture. <laughs>